When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I've done my commuting and now I'm muting. It is Pete Donaldson here on the Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson. And Can I say my name again, Pete yeah. Donaldson? And I'm Luke Moore. It's episode 160 on Thursday, the something of March. 18th of April. <laughs> 160, famously the maximum score you can achieve here with three darts on a dartboard. Ooh, it's 160. Num- it's <laughs> it was the number for dialer disc as well back in the uh, 80s. What's dialer disc? Um, it was when you could ring up a number owned by the um, General Post Office in the United Kingdom that would play you the latest chart hits. Wow, that is brilliant. Wow. That's amazing. 300, I want to hear. Aha's take on me, please. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Do you remember when... Talk to me about polyphonic ringtones. <laughs> oh, polyphonics were a game changer, weren't they, after the monophonics? Yeah. I had um, I had California Love. <laughs> and it basically... Just, <laughs> it used to be like this. Yeah. That works as a ringtone because it's actually quite a repetitive it does, noise, isn't it? For a bit. <laughs> and then it becomes really annoying and you think, that's annoying because I pay £1.49 for that. That's Out cheap. They used to be a lot more... Ex- they, whenever they'd add a new sort of system, like um, they'd have like animated GIFs, little animations, wallpapers. Whenever it would get more complex, they would add another quid onto uh, what they were charging you. It's a cabal. It's a cabal. It's a cabal. Just, money. just having a little shitty wallpaper that someone's like programmed themselves in the front. Oh. I've got a feeling that kind of business might have gone out of business overnight. Yeah, they made the crazy frog money and they fucked off. That's it. Did you yeah. um, Did you ever make your own ringtone on your mobile phone? I kind of think I might have done on my Sony Ericsson. Right. But I can't fully remember. I watched a man uh, today um, just on, literally on the street. I was just walking up then uh, to get to the, uh, get to the office. Um, a man is drinking like a bubble tea and he spits out, you know, his little um, tapioca balls. Yeah. Onto a, onto a plate. It's quite disgusting, actually. <laughs> and then he attaches electro- electrodes to a... So you watch little... this on your phone, not on a man doing it on the street? Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was very confused. Every it, is yeah, it is Highbury. It is Highbury. These yeah. things can happen. Uh, spitting them out on, onto a raw on a plate, and he attaches electrodes to them, um, which go into like a little microprocessor, which then goes into a sampler yeah. and sequencer. And then he does a little kind of like drum beat on, by tapping the, tapping the tapioca. Wow. Literal tapioca taps. Does it sound good? Sounds great. Oh yeah, have you got to the point where you even thought of that? Yeah, it's amazing. I do find I do find the whole MIDI interface fascinating. There, we're, and we're we're on episode one hundred and sixty, and then that little joke I made, the, that joke I made about um, the dartboard and one hundred and eighty and all yeah. that reminds me of a story um, involving ex Liverpool player Jason McAteer. Right, you heard okay. the story where he no. he uh, is in the he's in the middle of his of his of his football career, and he is famously quite a stupid man and for those who are listening who don't know much about football or overseas look him up Jason McAteer he's yeah. well known as being quite he had a fight with Michael Owen in recent memory did he really remember okay. in the last month he kicked Michael Owen and they had a bit oh, of oh of course scuffle. that's right that was in the, um, the legend six Legends. masters or something. Yeah. anyway so Jason McAteer and a couple of other Liverpool players as the story goes mm. it may well be apocryphal but it's still funny uh, the story goes that they see Jimmy White 
mm. of course, a legendary snooker player. And he's kind of across the room at a distance. And, and Jason McAteer loves snooker. And so he says to a couple of his mates, colours. Look, yeah, look, there's Jimmy White. It's, I can't believe it. It's Jimmy White. He's like my hero. And uh, one of them says, why don't you go and talk to me? He says, no, nah, no, nah, I'm too scared. And he says, well, why don't you just shout over something to get his attention? And Jason McAteer goes, all right, Jimmy, Jimmy. 180! <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy White just looks back a bit confused and they all just sort of fall about laughing. Oh, so, Jason, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah, but that sounds like a like a, a sledge. That sounds like a, someone taking the piss, doesn't it? There's a few. To, yeah, exactly. There's a few There's a few other ones Jason McAteer. The other one very quickly that springs to mind is when he was apparently he was applying for a credit card right? and they had to fill this form in um, and one of the things said job. Yeah. And it said, uh, and he wrote obviously football or whatever, and it said... Um, position within the company and he put like left back <laughs> that's true that is fine I that, suppose logically no, that, that is, is correct that is yeah. fine that is um, <laughs> it is the Luca Pete Show episode 160 on Thursday 18th of April if you want to get in touch with us for any reason about anything at all mm. and we'll catch up with some of your emails later on of course it's hello at lukeandpetesshow.com Pete and I read every single one of the messages it's interesting actually Pete I realised uh, this morning that it's great because certain emails appeal to you Mm. And certainly, it was appealed to me, mm. and I'll maybe get a sentence or two into an email and go, oh, "That's a bit boring," and then you'll read it out and I go, "Bloody hell, that was really good." Yeah. So we've got got a little sort of dual threat going We're on across it. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Um, did you know there are seventeen million flies for every human being on Earth? How many flies? Seventeen million. Right. For every human being on Earth, that's too many. Why are they hiding? I well, see like one fly a day maximum. No, you don't. You see more than that. Nah. Do they not buzz around your windowsill when you're at home? <laughs> Surely they do. Well, I do Outside. leave out old chicken uh, carcasses. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I, I heard that on Radio 4. There was an interview. It's called... Is that Radio 4 program called The Life Scientific? Right. Where Jim Al-Khalili gets a different scientist every time. And mm. he had this woman who... Um, I forget her name, which is shameful. It's like Berkham said revisited, isn't it? But, um, with, with for science. <laughs> with for science. Yeah, and, and, she, and she was this fly expert. Mm. She said, yeah, there were 17 million flies for every human being on Earth. If you I were, think, statistically... There's probably a very fair chance when you get that big, no, bigger number. There's probably a fair statistical chance that that is wildly inaccurate. I guess you, like you, could, even you know. could be out by a few billion billion, couldn't you? And nobody would, nobody would say yes or no. Um, I could, you, they could be talking utter shit, quite frankly. When you try and work out the total of flies that is on the calculator mm. on your on your um, iMac or whatever it is, it, it errors you. One, but, well, can you not? Um, no, make the calculator bigger because you've got one one nine e bot dot seventeen. Make the calculator bigger. Maybe the screen will give you more numbers. I don't even know you could do that. Well, I mean, presume E just means there's not enough room. It doesn't oh. mean like error. It just means... Yeah, it... Why don't we make it bigger? I think I'll look back on this as an excellent feature. Oh, right. It's still not working, though, is it? No. Unbelievable. Just give me a lot it's giving you loads of, loads of um, functions. Other options. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do a bit of cosine. Uh, cosine do a bit of um, trigonometry. Sign. Cos. Cos, sign, yeah, Cos. all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of flies on Earth. Um, I, yeah, I'd quite like to know where they are, but apparently, obviously, they're very, very important to the ecosystem of the planet. Mm. So don't, don't. Um, I mean, you know, do kill them, but don't don't kill all of them. <laughs> Actually, kill them if you want the 70 million for each person. I mean, if, you, if you get yourself down to a good 16 million, yeah, that's a pretty good effort. Stamp them, stamp yeah. them. I like it, but it, it puts in the uh, mind um, the image of Pigpen from uh, Snoopy. What's I that again? Snoopy. Pigpen, he was like um, Snoopy and Friends, Charlie Brown. Yeah, I know what that is, but I don't know. Pig who Pen Pig was like is. a dirty, he's like a dirty boy, a dirty kid who had flies. Oh all yeah, yeah flies. Right. He always that. had like he always had like shit sure. Yeah, I, think I didn't know was, who he was. I, don't I think his name was Pig Pen. I didn't remember that was his name. Yeah. Yeah. What else has been going on, Pete? What have you been doing? Um, not a lot. I've been doing a lot of. Uh, I've front loaded my week so that after today, I've got nothing on. Uh, and uh, what I should have done is sort of spread it out 
spread out all of my activities yeah. throughout the week instead of just concentrating on oh. just bad time management because as, as usual. For you, the devil makes work for idle hands. True. I was watching. I was. I had half an hour before the Spurs match last night, and I was like, "I've got half an hour free. I've not had half an hour free for like four or five days. This is brilliant." And I just wasted it, Luke. Doing what? Just thinking about what I could do with <laughs> half an hour. I was like, I went on my Steam thing. I could play a half an hour of video game. And it's depressing. This is what happens when you're in your 30s, guys. You think you got all the time in the fucking world. You don't. When you hit 30, even if you don't have kids or any result, imagine if I had kids and a wife. <laughs> wow. Or husband. Like, this would be a nightmare. This Careful. would be more of a nightmare. Why don't you slow down a bit? Because a lot for me to process there. <laughs> you with kids. And a wife or husband. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, God. I think your kids would be really cute. Yeah, do you reckon? I think you'd dress them appallingly, but I think they'd be really cute. <laughs> I wouldn't dress them in little suits. I'd get them... I'd you'd dress, dress them really like impractically, impractically, I think. I'd just dress them up in little um, kind of uh, sleeping bags, like they're lava, just coming out. <laughs> your kids your kid would... I, my, when I picture your kid, I picture it with a really dirty face, <laughs> just wearing welly boots, pants, and an old T-shirt. That's it. <laughs> To be fair, that is the North. That is what we all looked like. <laughs> that is what we all looked like back in the day. Well, wow. I, I, it's funny when I, where I grew up, which is as you know, as I wouldn't say down at heel, but it was yeah, it wasn't particularly salubrious. Right. And whenever I think of my mates when I was a kid, I think of them either with I don't know why, with no trousers on or no t-shirt on. Yeah. Only one or the other. So liberating. Yeah. I think what's more um, working class, no trousers or no top. I think it might be no top. I think it's. I think no top with a tab in your mouth. No, <laughs> nothing could be more working class in terms of my upbringing than a kid with a pair of sort of dirty red welly boots, <laughs> a pair of pants, yeah, an old t-shirt with food all down it, and then a really messy mouth. <laughs> potentially a fag beyond the ear. No, uh, a little a little scab on her head. Yeah, yeah, okay, a little yeah. circular scab yeah. where they've not ran into something that's not that's, child protected. That was me at the age of about five. Um, <laughs> stood, stood at the bottom of my garden by the garden gate, picking my nose. Yeah, oh yeah, boogers. Every, every adult that walked past the back garden gate, totted. Oh, Mister! Oh, Mister! Give us some money! Yeah, Mister! Give us some money! Like those kids I saw at Guildford train station that time. Have I told that story on this? No. The, what? There was like a guy who just was standing on the train platform with a beard. Mm. and there's a lot of kids standing around at Guildford. They were like, I mean, Guildford is quite nice, but there are some parts of it which are a bit rough. And um, these this group of kids. Uh, the form of the year sports. Is that right? I believe so, yes. They weren't playing, they weren't saying that. There was a group of, they're about 12 years old probably. Um, and you know like when you see a group of five or six lads who are about 12, yep. and it's maybe 10 p.m., you think you shouldn't be out. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're not up to any good. And anyway, they... Um, they were standing around like, giggling to themselves about 15, 20 paces away from this bloke with a beard. Right. And um, they they were clearly, because I was on the opposite platform, mm. they were clearly trying to work out what to say that would be really funny because yeah. they're 12. And, and 160. Yeah, yeah. And one of them just shouted out after a while, Oi, beardy, nice beard. <laughs> <laughs> and they, were really, they were really happy about that. Yeah. And then one of them got even more braver and went, Oi, Captain Birdseye, do us a fish finger. Like <laughs> and then everyone got on the train. These are all spectacular. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's kind, of let, kind of a letdown, but that's, was, uh, that's how it goes. You have told me that before, and, and I love the glee in which you do the voice. It's a great, it's a great, it's it was a great moment. But why do I remember that and not remember any of like my schooling? <laughs> there, was, um, there was this lad, um, uh, my friend Craig, Scottish Craig, was on a train, and he, I think his brother might listen, actually. Hello to Craig's brother. <laughs> What's matter. his name? You don't know. I can't remember. Maybe I'll edit this bit out, because it's rude that I can't remember. What's Craig's brother? Name. 
He got married. I think, I think you should atone for your sins. Don't you, don't cover it up Glasgow. with some post production network. <laughs> take it take it head on. What's Craig's brother's name? Take Why it on don't the chin? I know that? I went to ATP with him once. I'm just typing Craig into Google. That's, <laughs> not, that's unhelpful, isn't it? Yeah, it's not gonna work. Good God. Um, anyway, um, what should I have to re- rely on my memory to remember other people's brothers? I don't think so. He seemed like a nice chap. He was a nice chap. He played football with us. It doesn't matter. Um, he was, <laughs> Craig was on the train and uh, there was a bloke. Um, everyone started legging it down the station. It was like um, some Southland station. Might be in Brixham, might not. But um, people started running it down the down thing towards back towards the train. And Craig was like, what the fuck's going on? And he was like, there's a guy with a knife. This guy with a machete. What? <clears throat> so everyone jumps this few, a few months ago. Uh, and then so everyone runs on the train and the driver closes the door. And this guy, true, true to form, this guy is like waving around a fucking machete. He goes, rah, rah. Bloody hell. Like crazy person, like yeah. Um, uh, and and so everyone's gone. Oh, blue hell! And then he just, you know, he's got no one to attack, so he's just gone, waiting for the to be tased by the police. That'll no doubt arrive at some point. Um, and so everyone's like just laughing and joking on the train because they've calmed down a little and bit. And the doors open again. The doors Fuck open. Fucking hell! <laughs> I'll be shitting a brick. What happened then? That is like a horrendous. horror film. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. No, no one got attacked. It was just good. So wow. You know. Just taking his machete for a walk. That's the last thing you want to hear. Imagine if you just you're doing that. Oh yeah, bloody hell, this guy. Hey, uh, and then you just hear a beep 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 beep. Oh no! Fucking hell! It's like the start of a video game. There are no buttons on that train to hit the emergency close the door. It's like you can emergency open the doors or bust out a window. That's the last thing you want. They need to mitigate for this for mad people outside. At least on bus. Uh, on bus uh, doors they sort of fold in so you could kind of use them you could push them back into place I reckon but not in a bloody train do you remember that viral video of that guy who got pissed off because he missed his bus stop the the Peckham uh, Terminator yeah I just watch you guys. And he just pulls out. He's really camp. He's so tall like this. Don't you fucking give me none of that, you fucking slag. Like, just shouting at all people. Yeah. And then, uh, and then. The door's closed. He tries, yeah, the door's closed and he, and he wants to get off. And he's like, best not to go, you fucking let me off, driver, you fucking cunt. And then he just, just marches through this, uh, through this plate glass window, effectively, on the door. I remember being so ambivalent about watching that video because. For the first half of it, I'm like, this is unacceptable behaviour. I mean, you go, go on, be, 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 be a decent person about it. You know, have a bit of consideration. Whoa, that is impressive. <laughs> to be fair to you, that is... Walking through two plate glass windows <laughs> and walking off is very good. Oh, there was glass everywhere. To be uh, fair, he's, he's backed up what he's what he set out to yeah. do there, to be and, fair. And the bloke, uh, the bloke was filming it goes, Pecknum Terminator! <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, before we go, to, before we go to a break, and um, I'll get Charlie to, to tweet that. That's funny. Before we go to a break, I'll, um, I just wanted to bring this into the into the mix. Um, that apparently there's an ASDA in Wales. Oh yes, yeah, I've seen brilliant. this. As of yesterday, there's an ASDA in Wales. I mean, it might still be there, which got a translation wrong. Um, it should it should have said because obviously they show the the signs in Wales in Welsh and in English. Yeah. And the sign in English, of course, said alcohol-free, which basically meant you can get beers and wine that's mm. alcohol-free for people who don't want to take alcohol or drink alcohol, but they want to drink wine or beer. But the translation translated to free alcohol, right? So essentially, people thought that they could get it for free, <laughs> which, of course, is ambitious at the best of times. It's a great start to the Easter weekend, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So if they haven't rectified it, I mean, I'll just try and find out exactly which Asda it is. Cumbran, is that how you pronounce it? Cumbran? I believe so. Um, yes. Get yourself down there. Yeah. Oi, Wales, more like Ales, guys. <laughs> is it is it Tearfall or Tearfall, the actual place? More like Ales. <laughs> eh? Ales. Ales, yeah, free Ales. That's what I've got written down here. Ales. Um, do you remember that, guy, do you remember that um, translator who uh, had an out-of-office set? 
saying, I'm out of the office, I'll be back on, you know, December the 7th or whatever. And the council had sent a translation to be translated, an English an English phrase to be translated for a road sign. And so when they got this thing sent back saying, I'm out of office, <laughs> they, they put that on the sign. This cannot have happened. It definitely happened. It said, what uh, was the know, sign I'm, supposed to say? Like, like like next turn off fucking Cardiff, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like that. But it was in Welsh. <laughs> We're just like, I'm out of office. We're back on the 29th of April. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Isn't that good? You'd Look, think they'd feed that back into Google just to double check. So I'll tell you what I did once to one of the directors at Capital Radio where we both worked. No. Where um, I was, I was a shit. To be fair, and I didn't do any work. And I just get bored really easily. And one of the directors, he was a good egg. I won't name him. He left his computer open. Hmm. And I didn't want to be. I wanted to play, play, start with D. Yeah, uh, second name does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to play the normal trick on him and just like be an idiot. Hmm. So what I did was like, I, I should probably should have been fired for this, but I wasn't. I I I did an, an email to everyone in the company. Right. And I put a lot of effort into it because I know he'd gone to a meeting, so he'd be gone for an hour. And I put a really um, nicely put together, well-written invite to a barbecue at his house (laughs) that Friday. (laughs) So he spent the rest of the day replying to everyone saying, yeah, this isn't happening. (laughs) No, no, you can't have my address. (laughs) But I I really made it in his tone of voice. I was like, has anyone else got that Friday thing? (laughs) And I was thinking, we normally go for beers, but I thought we could do this time is all come to my house and have a barbecue. (laughs) And when he found that it was me, to to his eternal credit, he said, you're a fucking prick for doing that, but I respect it. (laughs) And he didn't find me, so it was good. Game knows game. I think game looking back game. on it, you know when people make terrible decisions because they subconsciously want to get out of a relationship? Right. I think I was doing that with a job. <laughs> um, I, I, I sent one of those, uh, like yesterday I said that um, the lift was out of order, so I said that one of um, the person whose email was left open, I emailed the whole company saying uh, one of my Sherpas that I employed to uh, get me up the stairs has lost one of his crampons. Um, and if he's furious, he says he's going to attack everyone else with the crampons until he finds out where his other crampon is. What did everyone do? Um, I didn't get any, well, because I wouldn't get the replies. No. So, yeah. Unless people reply all, then you'll see it. Yeah. The people who reply all are the worst. Um, Let's have a break, Peter, and then we'll do some emails. I've got some more imaginary friend business. Oh. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. It's the rolling of the R's I like. Julian Assange, then. <laughs> what I like about uh, people... Did you see that people... Um, I think I sent you a tweet. Basically, a fairly uh, well-respected uh, tech journalist was emailed by the government agency that runs the uh, new porn uh, uh, registration thing. You know, what even the, is that? Basically, from May, I think they were supposed to do it in April, but obviously just slipped because government. Uh, it's They're probably uh, having a wank. Oh, yeah, a big old, <laughs> big old wank. You seen this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Have you fucking seen this stuff? <laughs> I can't get anything done. Tops off. Yeah. <laughs> this lass is tops off. How is that allowed? Uh, no, uh, yeah, they, they emailed a tech journalist saying, basically uh, emailing, the, it was like a mail shot. A mail him. A what shot? A mail shot. <laughs> okay. And saying, uh, this is what's happening. Isn't with that it, a category? This is what? What? Isn't that a category in those websites? What do you mean? Mail shot? <laughs> <laughs> Naughty postman. Yeah. It's like, uh, what is it? Fake, fake postman. Yeah. I've got a package for you. Fake, they should do fake Amazon. Ding dong. Person. I'm sure it's been done, Pete. Let's do you reckon? Of course okay. it has, yeah. Uh, well, they... Uh, do you want to handle they, some swollen they, goods? They sent out some... That's just a policeman, isn't it? I know, but it's from the office, isn't okay. it? That's what I'm doing, yeah. They, uh, they had... Um, they sent out a, a mail or something explaining the new system and how you're going to be able to regi- have to register uh, to access pornography in the UK as of next month or, or two months' time. How do you feel about that as a, as a, as a, as a libertarian, Pete? Well, I'm not a libertarian, but that is—it's just naive to the point of stupidity, isn't it? As everything the fucking government. So do, basically, if you want to visit a porn site from next month in the UK, you've got to register on the web- yeah. on our website. You got to log in. That's mad. I'm not in the mood for logging into anything when I've when I'm ready to go. I'm in the mood. <laughs> for Only deviants have a login for websites of that nature. Oh, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, I agree. But uh, maybe I have several. Maybe this is the double bluff. Yeah. Uh, I think people will make up their own minds, Pete. But they're in, basically they're in charge of GDPR as well, since so that part of the government that does GDPR data protection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they um, so basically they sent out to uh, one journalist, uh, and in fact they sent it to a million, like say a hundred journalists in the UK, big tech journalists, and they didn't BCC everyone in. So now every tech journalist has got every other tech journalist's email address. Jesus wept. And they are in charge of GDPR and also the safeguarding of the registration of people who probably don't want to broadcast the fact that they've got a fucking reg- they've got a registration for a porn site. This is mad. It's mad, isn't it? The world's through the looking glass, isn't it? It's terrible, isn't it? Well, That's one thing, I, I mean, we'll get to emails in a minute and, right. and, and so stay with us, but the other thing I found fairly interesting, and I thought about bringing this to the table this week, right. and I thought, oh, maybe I won't because it's a bit, com- bit complicated, but anyway, I'll just run it top line really quickly. Do you find it interesting that Notre Dame, which obviously tragically you know, burnt down, yeah, and um, and by the way, that's another misconception. Americans do not call Notre Dame Cathedral Notre Dame; they call <laughs> their university in the US Notre Dame in Indiana. Yeah, where did they get that name from? Because it is called Notre Dame. Like, where did they get but, that name from? Though? 
Yeah, sure, but Americans call the cathedral Notre Dame. They can yeah. name it, generally speaking, okay. they name it correctly, in my experience. Anyway, that's I think what's more problematic is that hunchback. They're never going to. They're not going to remake that, are they? No, no. A disabled man. You know? What's his name? Say again. What's his name? What do you mean? The hunchback of Notre Dame. What's his name? Uh, it... Oh God, what is his name? Is it Cosimodo? Yes, there we go. That rings a bell. Um, oh, is that you? Is that a big sale? Yeah. I knew you never forget yeah. anything. Who do I think I am? Jim Campbell. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, the thing I found fascinating is I'm not trivialising what happened in Notre Dame. It's a tragedy. Yeah, it's, it's it's sad for everyone because obviously it's such cultural importance. All the rest of it, but the, <laughs> all the rest. Of do it. you find it interesting? that of all the things, the tragic things have happened in the world, say, in the last 15 years, that Notre Dame, in 48 hours, yeah. was able to raise a billion euros. <laughs> a billion. Yeah. In 48 hours for restoration of Notre Dame. Now, that, to me, <laughs> says that people with that kind of disposable income, it's not nothing new, are vain, glorious, egocentric Dickheads, basically, because that think... is a big high-ticket thing. Oh, he's the guy who restored Notre Dame Cathedral. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, I find that fascinating, given what everything else that's gone on. War, climate change, everything. I can think of a building that went on fire not a few miles from this particular studio uh, about two years ago that uh, people weren't raising quite so many funds for. And a not gov- the prep. And the governing class. Well, Grenfell. Yeah, of course. The governing class uh, just wholly uh, ignored and tried to brush on the carpet as best they could. Yes, I agree. Um, Pete, and, you've added extra context to my point. And uh, yeah, right. it's, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's it is. bizarre. Let's move on to some emails, though, because people don't want to hear about us pontificating or opining on what's wrong in the world, <clears> Pete. <throat> they want to be entertained. We're going to build... We are going to build the, the, the spire. We're going to build the roof back up in... Under six months. That's what Macron said. Is that what he sounds like? I don't know. I never <laughs> listened to him. You sounded a bit like the chef in Guesthouse Paradiso. No, I sound. <laughs> no, I sound. From the creators like, of Bottom. No, I sounded like the God. There was that was the Bottom film, wasn't it? Guesthouse Paradiso. I went to the cinema. Well, certainly for that. one of them. Yeah. Uh, I. You no, fucking the... bastards! Why won't you pay? Green card, <laughs> visa, free hello. Anyway, you have to have seen it. Carry on. Uh, I know I sound like the two French men who adopt briefly uh, Bart Simpson in The Simpsons. You also know you also sounded a bit the like anti- antifreeze in the wine. One of the singers of Be Our Guest in the Disney film Beauty and the Beast. Ah, uh, not Rigodon. He was in uh, Willy Lumiere, Fox. maybe Lumiere. Lumiere, yeah. He's a candleny. Yeah. Seems to be, be our guest. Be our guest. Put the service to the test. Try the grey stuff. It's delicious. Anyway, uh, don't believe me. Ask the dishes. Pete Donaldson, yeah. what's your email first? Uh, we've got an email from Lewis. Lewis, save yourself the pain. Is this the same Lewis that emailed the Rambo? Because I think I sang the Radiohead song Lewis from the Iron Lung EP. Could be. From the 90s. I'm not familiar um, with the song. Oh, we put him on, Jet. Um, Lou. <laughs> oh, I put too much. You get little uh, Tabasco packets and I can't resist them. There's one over there unopened. Yeah, oh, that's, that's dessert. Eat it now. <laughs> eat it now. Put it in your eye. People went mad when you ate space food. Oh. Eat Tabasco now. I'm going to film it for Fucking Insta. Love. Wait there, wait. I've got to film it Fucking for Insta. Love Tabasco. I've got to film it for Insta. Make everything better. Okay, go do it. Oh, God. Oh, it's dripping everywhere. People are going to be fuming. Ah, uh, that's a whole packet. Do you actually like the taste of it? Yeah, I really do, but it's a bit hot without any food. Ah. <laughs> uh, um. Oh. People complain about um, Tabasco because it's on every table, pretty much. Fuck. <laughs> it's the vinegar that hits you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's on every table, and people complain that like, there's not the best. It's not the best uh, hot sauce, but it's just like it's delicious. I can't get enough of it. What do you like it on particularly? 
not not my tongue straight. I would. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give you that. It's just so like oh, it's like a. It's not angry. It's not hot. I'm, I was never like into hot stuff, but then Tabasco came in my life. But when um... Sean Keaveney from Six Music, he uh, when I was a runner at uh, XFM, he used to send me upstairs for. A, he's left six to, now. Um, no, I used to. He's afternoons. So he just moved for breakfast. Mm. Um, I used to get a uh, like a toast with uh, Marmite and two fried eggs, and he used to go like bang as much Tabasco as you can, and however much Tabasco, it wasn't enough. Mm. And he said, "Hurt me." Pete, put as much as you can on. Fucking hurt me. Oh, that's quite (laughs) interesting. My dad used to eat a fried egg by eating all the white stuff around it and then covering the yolk with so much black pepper you couldn't see the yolk and then pop it in one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I can't can't vouch for its flavour, but my dad used to swear by it. Can we please do an email? We're fucking 25 minutes in. Do you want me to do Um, one? Lou. Oh, yeah, Lewis. Monday show. Pete mentioned something about rich people getting away with crimes, but I don't know if you caught the 24 Hours on Police Custody episode a few weeks ago. No. I didn't. I, it's a good show, that, by the way. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it would be shit, but it is actually good. Is it? What, what channel is it on? It's like a procedural Channel 4 show about oh. how they operate and how they get people charged in or get them to confess within that 24-hour time frame. Oh, nice. Okay. They, it's a countdown clock and everything. Uh, what had it's happened? a bit like... Do you know what it's a bit is. like, mate? It's a bit... I'll tell you what it is. It's a cross between three programmes. It's a cross between the famous US... Cop drama, cops, right? Documentary, bad um, cops, bad cops. What did you say there? Um, Crystal Maze, Crystal Maze, Crypt and Factor, and finally um, the nineties quiz show with Paul Daniels. Every second counts. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Uh, what had happened is that someone phoned the police about their home getting burgled for a lot of antiques. The police were looking at the case, and after a few weeks, it happened that the guy uh, put in an insurance claim of two hundred fifty thousand pounds before. Which got the police suspicious. Always the way. Yeah. Uh, the guy in question lived on a stately home uh, and also uh, owned one in Ireland. He kept demanding he be paid five, uh, fifty thousand pounds of the money immediately, which the insurers obviously denied. Uh, he then sent the police through more photos of what had gone missing to help get his claim through quicker. Stupidly, he didn't know that these photos could be time stamped and also have the long- longitude and latitude of where they'd been taken. Wow. He told the police originally he'd had antiques in a fireplace which were being covered by Persian rugs um, that had been stolen from his cellar. When the police got to the location, it was in Ireland and all the antiques and fireplace were there. Huh. So he'd moved it from one gaff to the other. Yeah, got busted. Uh, when being questioned, he just kept saying uh, he had two of the item <laughs> and, the ones that the police, <laughs> and the ones that the police had found were not the ones he'd been saying had been stolen. Amazing. It's just Sorry a coincidence, yeah? He uh, ended up uh, getting uh, eight years in prison for fraud. Blimey. You, see, well, you do see happen. that quite a lot in like true crime podcasts. Um, everyone always takes a life insurance policy out like a few months before they go missing. And it's like, really? Because like, and they and they always seem to pay out. And it's like, people well, must know. In the UK, I believe you have to have, take a life insurance policy out when you get approved for a mortgage. Oh. So everyone I think would have one here if they're a homeowner. I think that's the case anyway. I see. Um, what about this, Pete? I want to introduce you. To the People's Republic of Fuseland. Oh. F U S E. Fuseland. Just fuses? I've yeah, read. imagine a fuse and a plug. Oh. Chuck land on the end of it. Yep. You got yourself a country. Um, dear Luke and Pete, after hearing the chat about creating imaginary countries on episode 159, I was struck with an intense feeling of deja vu. I too, as a young child, created my own country named Fuseland. <laughs> as an only child, I often had to find my own ways of amusing myself, and during one particularly boring afternoon, Fuseland was created. Fuseland was located somewhere between France and Spain and was comprised of five million people who spoke Fuselish, a language I created which blended English with a few French and Spanish words that I learned at school. <laughs> to be fair, it was mostly English. <laughs> I created cities such as Isaacton, 
a large industrial working class metropolis, Timberland, a posh capital, and Swidlow, a working class coastal town comprised mainly of burly dock workers. I even <laughs> created a government and parliament whose members I moulded after people I knew, even going full voodoo at times and creating political scandals that would engulf parliamentary um, certain members um, and moulded after, of course, people I wasn't too fond of. I even altered every map I could find in the house oh, magic. to include Fuseland, a practice that annoyed my parents, especially when I ruined my grandfather's ancient globe. Um, <laughs> not the ancient globe! This email... <laughs> do yeah, not touch dog... the ancient globe! That's another globe we talked Remember that dog pissed on the globe last week? Yeah. In the school? He did. Don't, yeah. don't you dare tickle don't my piss globes. On my globe. Um, this email, I have to say, continues for some time. Um, it continues to, to include, um, obviously, 18 different football clubs, um, in the first tier and 18 different fictional football clubs in the second tier. Um, Swidlow FC, Ramden FC, an old illustrious club that fell into financial hardship and was slowly making its way back up the footballing ladder. He said, my interest expanded beyond just football. I went so far as to write volumes about Fuseland's history, including ancient medieval conflicts with the Spanish and French over land. <laughs> um, I even rewrote the history of World War II to include Fuseland's brave contributions to the Allied cause, contributions, of course, which included liberating France in 1944 and bravely fighting against German invaders in 1941. As you may have guessed, I had a lot of time on my hands and this project spanned almost 10 years and comprised much of my childhood. No matter how old I get, I always look back fondly at my creative recreation of football games, political sagas and historical events, and it was nice to find that someone else out there had got to experience the same joy of creating your own world. Love the show. All the best from San Diego, Alan Bilsell. Write the book, guy. I'd love to get some inf- some some sort of photos of, of all the <clears throat> all the memorabilia he's still got. You know, you could hmm. probably go some way towards creating a entirely fictional drama series or something. <laughs> Set in like a Lilliput style kind of world that he's created himself. One question I've got: Why Fuseland? Why do they yeah. call it that? I mean, he's, I mean, he's been he's gone into a draw, and Dad's left behind a lot of fuses. I can only imagine that's the situation. Did you have any imaginary stuff going on back in the day? No, I think we, I think we spoke this. I, I just not really. I'm just not really that way inclined, which is bizarre because in every other way I'm very strange. Yeah. Um, do you acknowledge that you are strange? Do you, do you think that you're stranger than the average person? I've heard enough times uh, being described by other people uh, as eccentric, think, as, as 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 weird. Uh, you think that do you think, do you see that as pejorative? Uh, no, I don't mind it. I think um, there's enough space. There's enough soil to bury us all, isn't there? There's enough space <laughs> yeah. in the world for us all. Well, I would say eccentric's a gentler way. There's enough flies for us all. Yeah, there are. You've got, we've all got 17 million flies each, no we matter got, what we like. We've got flies on us. Yeah. We've all got flies on us. But do you not think eccentric would be more sort of complimentary and generous than, than weird? I, think well, weird I remember just... like a mate's ex-girlfriend. I, I, <laughs> I mean, oh, admittedly, I sent uh, a mate. I, I got some. I think I spoke about this before on a Willardon. Um, I got some records made, some vinyl records of me saying "Merry Christmas." Like uh, that was three, a very nice thing to do. I remember three, yeah. for three minutes, just saying "Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas," and I got them. Uh, I got them cut, and I had like just a stack of these records. And very few people nowadays have record players or the space to keep a record player, even if they wanted one. And so every person I learned had a record player, I would give these records to. And I gave one to a Sorry, friend. listeners, I, no, I didn't get one. Did you not get one? No. Nah. nah, you will have done, surely. Did I? Yeah, I think I probably you probably did. I think you Maybe I did, did. yeah. Uh, and uh, so a friend I gave it to, and and <laughs> and he took it home, and his missus went, what's this, what's on here? And I went, oh, Pete gave us it. And, and he went, she went, what's on it? And he said, I think he said, like, sort of, you know, in the nicest way possible, it's probably something weird. Yeah. And she told me that maybe of social media or something that uh, it's, it's just Pete being weird. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
That is what people think. Yeah. <laughs> but I've come, a, I've, come to, uh, I've come to. Uh, you come to embrace I've it. I've come now. to embrace it. It's fine. Yeah, I think. Look, I think it makes the world go round, Pete. And my life is far richer with you in it. But then that person played the same record uh, with his current girlfriend at her house. And she fell in love with you. And <laughs> and, uh, and um, uh, there was like a situation where like the mum of I think her was going. What the fuck is that voice? <laughs> <laughs> I was playing the long con. I was playing the long game. I might, um, I might take, if you did indeed get me one, which you probably did, I'd probably be unfair there. I might take it down to my family's this Christmas. And yeah, just play, play it. Just yeah. me going. What's your favourite Christmas Merry song? Merry Christmas. Well, it's this actually. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas for three minutes. Did you do, Did you actually do it for three minutes? Yeah, I did for three because at one point uh, my uh, the bloke who was on the radio, I was on the radio at the time uh, when I was recording it, uh, the bloke was on after me, Chris, he comes in and I went, oh, come in, Chris. And I think I'd knock over a glass. Because right. I'm surprised that Chris has turned up. And that, oh, stayed, really? in, that stayed in the uh, master. Made it in the cut. It's kind of like your version of George Dawes' Peanuts. <laughs> yeah, Isn't exactly. Yeah. Just got to keep going. All right, Pete, let's get out of here. We're out of time. I know you're looking at another email, but we've got All to right. go. We'll do it on Monday, whatever might, it is. I think I might be sick anyway. I've oh, had too much Tabasco. Have a lovely Easter, everyone, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll be back on Easter Monday. Enjoy the eggs, dickhead. Um, but even though you're not commuting into work on that day, do still, or home from work, do still listen. Hello at Luke and Peach. Come to get in touch. That was episode 160 on Thursday, the 18th of April. We bloody loved your company. Thank you very much. And we shall see you on Monday. 180. This was a Radio Staccato production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.